Hey guys, it's Alfredo. This is Brian. And this is Film Purgatory. So thank you very much, guys, for joining us this week. This week we are talking about Indiana Jones. Dun, 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 dun. That's more accurate than last week. It was pretty oh, good. I thought you were going to join me. The thing is, I'm not really good with the sound effects. I'll win you over one day. Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Temple of Doom, and The Last Crusade. I want to talk about the original three. I feel like these are the better movies. Um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is is an okay movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it was alright. Shia LaBeouf was, was Harrison Ford's... Sorry, Indiana Jones' son. Right. We can talk about a little bit about that. We can also mention some details from Indiana Jones 5, which is the current movie, or the current title of the movie. That's as much information we have. Okay, I got you. So, Indiana Jones was created by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. These two uh, are part of Lucasfilm's productions, and they're responsible for other franchises, including Star Wars. Who wouldn't have thought? That's crazy. Now, we know Lucasfilm, George Lucas, I think that name, at this point in time, Mm -hmm. recognizable anywhere. Of course. So, Indiana Jones, to me, is one of my favorite franchises, I think. It has a, a lot of that Star Wars quality in which... It captivates you in the adventures. Um, I agree. I, I, I like Indiana Jones. I like Indy. Uh, I like Harrison Ford playing Indy. I know he's not a fan of playing a lot of his characters, especially Indiana Jones. So I don't know how they got him to agree to be in Indiana Jones 5. But you know. I have an idea. Mm. That, that moolah. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to say no to more money. What are you, Mr. Krabs and all? Mr. Krabs, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> All I know is, I think you know when you make the right offer, and 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 they're a little bored because mm. that's all they do, right? That's their life, acting. Right. So they go a while without making a movie. Mm. I mean, I know he was in Blade Runner, mm-hmm. but you know it's been a few years. I don't think he's done anything since. What Han Solo came out? Pretty much. 2018. He said, "All right, they made me a nice offer. I'll make the fifth one." So starting off with Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981. Quick synopsis of this movie, uh, you have Indiana Jones. Now, Indy is a archaeologist slash professor on archaeology, and he hunts down treasures simply for the preservation of history. So he hunts these treasures down, and he donates them to the museums, as we saw in the beginning of the movie, and that's what, that's a famous scene in which he has this treasure, swaps it out, and there's that big giant rolling ball, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do remember that part. I, I like that part. I think that part is actually iconic. You know, mm-hmm. when you think of Indiana Jones, that's really, that kind of sums up, right, what the adventures were like and, you know, risking everything, not even for, for prize money or for glory, just for the fact of keeping it in a in a safe space so other, uh, what would you call them, other tomb raiders, other cave explorers, other right. archaeologists wouldn't mm-hmm. take it for the money. Mm-hmm. So he's risking his life the way they would, but not for his own benefit, just for... for for the protection, right? right? The longevity of this uh, artifact, whatever it may be. Noble. Yeah, it's a noble act. Definitely a noble act. Very nice. So, in this movie, he's uh, approached by uh, U.S. Army intelligence to try to help them find the Ark of the Covenant. It seems that the Nazi forces are looking for this Ark of the Covenant because Hitler believes that this Ark can give immortality or invincibility to his army. So, yeah. this, this is during the... The 30s, I was going to say. Yeah, like during the World War II era. Um, you have a lot of Nazis, uh, 
and that's mostly the antagonist of, of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first and the third movie, I believe. First and the third. The the Nazis are the main antagonist. Well, <laughs> antagonist for the entire world, really. Right. <laughs> right. At the, at that point in time. So it's very U.S. versus you know Nazis. Indiana Jones seeks the help of his old flame and slash daughter of an old mentor that he had. Her name was Marion. And Marion happens to have a piece vital in finding the Ark of the Covenant. So he goes to Nepal to try to find her. You know, there was a, a scene, I wanted to mention it. Um, he leaves right after confronting her for the first time. And, and she's portrayed as very tough. You know, definitely abuses the alcohol constantly. She owns a bar or runs a bar right. in, the, in Nepal. There's a scene where he leaves, right? She says, if you want this, come back tomorrow. He leaves and, and then some, some Nazi assistants right come by yeah. there's a guy in that scene i don't know if this is done on purpose he looks like he's wearing a mask mm-hmm. like a human mask okay so i don't know if the actor if that was on purpose it, it wasn't referenced in the movie it wasn't they didn't point it out so it had no it was done on purpose i always wondered what that was for he looked very creepy i'll look i'll have to look it up for you right but he looked like he was like you know leather face like a person Jesus. wearing a human skin unless it's like a, a burn victim uh, I don't know what it was in the movie, but if that was that's what it is, then the effects are amazing because he looked creepy. Wow. He was one of the guys, you know, trying to kill Marion. Maybe that was the effect they wanted to give you that that feeling of, of being, you know. Well, they did a fantastic job because I, I was like, yo, who is this guy? Marion decides to help out Indy. They go on a quest to find the Ark, and they do. They find the Ark, but unfortunately, they're ambushed by Nazi forces and have the Ark seized. They also capture Marion. Indy tries to save Marion, but isn't willing to risk the Ark of the Covenant being destroyed. He had an RPG aimed at the, the entire group. He would have taken out a good 20 of them. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, clustered up they were. But knowing Indy, he wasn't going to risk Marion. He wasn't going to risk losing the Ark. Mm-hmm. And he's not a killer by nature. So it was an easy bluff to call. Noble. Noble heart. So Indy gets captured. He's a simp. A simp for archaeology. Okay, I'll give you that. Indy gets captured, and the Nazis decide to open the Ark to, I guess, have a little test run, test the power before they present it to Hitler. What they find is sand. That turns into flames, spirits, and lightning that just kill everybody. I like that scene. It was crazy. I don't mind the, like, I really don't care about old effects. I just love the, the dramatics of just everybody's face and skin and flesh being melted off and disintegrated and it's just a, a, a bunch of skeletons laying everywhere well, these were the 80s you know you got the uh, those effects but yeah it was it was pretty cool yeah. um indy and marion were were saved they were tied up indy realized that or indy knew that uh, what was inside wasn't good so he told marion to close their eyes and because they did they were spared so everyone else died yeah, dramatically. Like it was, it was like Saw, prequel. Eighty Saw. Eighty Saw. It was pretty cool. I like that scene. I like those those gory scenes from you know forty years ago. Nice. Uh, Marion and Indy were saved and returned back to the United States, in which Indy was informed that the Ark was being taken care of by quote unquote top men. I never got that. I never understood top men. X Files mm. type of people. I'm not really sure if X-Files has a thing. Don't quote me, guys. That was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now going on to Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, the sequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark, made in 1984. 
Jones is back at it again. This time he's running from a Shanghai crime lord because he was supposed to be, give them an artifact by the name of Konachi. Okay. And in exchange for a diamond. They ended up, you know, having some some dirty negotiations, poisoned him. Basically, he needed an antidote, was on the run. You know, they were about to kill him. Right. Uh, he escapes with Willie Scott, a singer from that club. She gets tied up into the adventure. And they get help from his new kid sidekick, a little kid named by the name of Shorty. Nice. Okay, he's driving the car with, you know, attachments on the pedal so he can actually reach them. And they get to safety, so they think, into a plane. That plane ends up being a trap set by the crime lord. Then they get lost and crash land in a in a village in India okay. by the name of Mayapur. Right. This is where their adventure begins, officially. Right. It's a crazy, unfortunate events that led to that city. Yeah, but nothing stops them from an adventure, from helping, again, noble act. Seems like they beg him for help. Right. Kids are missing. All of, all of the kids are missing. Mm-hmm. An important stone from their shrine is missing. Mm-hmm. So that leads him to a palace. Taj Mahal-esque type palace. Nice. And in this palace, he finds tunnels. And these tunnels lead to to, to some findings of, of a cult. An age of, what is it, two-century-old cult called the Thuggies, where they would sacrifice people and they praised, sorry, their god was Kali. Mm-hmm. And The great Kali? I believe so. Pretty big. He finds this and he realizes, oh, okay, they're all in, all these people are in on, on, on the on the problem. He finds all these kids. They're all oh. being used as like slaves. Wow. So pretty pretty messed up. Um, but you know, as they go through their adventures, their hijinks with, with Willie Scott, the new the new the new damsel in distress, mm. with Shorty's help, they get through it. The thuggy high priestess actually ends up dying. Right. He falls oh, off the, this bridge that they were fighting on, and gets eaten by these crocodiles. And Jones is able to save the stones. Mm-hmm. Well, one stone. The, the village's stone puts it back in the shrine. And all's well. Oh. Right? Simple. Uh, this movie, for me, I enjoyed it because of Shorty. You call him Dr. Jones. Yeah. Well, hold on to your potatoes. I, I really like <laughs> I really like the addition of Shorty. I think he made the movie so much better. Yeah, he's funny. Great tag along. Great idea by Spielberg. It's a shame that he wasn't in the movie. He wasn't. I wish it was explained. At least who he was, where he came from. Where he went after the second movie. Um, Willie, on the other hand, I have the opposite sentiment for. She right. could have been. This movie could have been done without her. Yeah, she was a little annoying. Going into the last movie, The Last Crusade, 1989. Now, these opening scenes of this movie, uh, you get a little uh, origin story of Indiana Jones and the relationship with his father. And his father was really the only parent he had. You don't really know anything about Indiana's mom. Yeah, the only mention of her was when was when Indy's father said, you know, hey, your mother's illness. Basically insinuating that she died young from an illness. I guess, I assume when Indy was a young kid. Which I can't imagine that relationship being that great. I mean, not that we saw it throughout the movie. But Indy had his father. And his father really was the one who, I guess, not really pushed him, but veered him towards the whole archaeology route that he did take in life. Because he's a very intellectual man. He's very... Yes. In history. Both both are doctors. So yeah. they have doctorates uh, in archaeology. In the movie, they made a clear distinction, actually, because Indy was saying that his father is the academic. He's the bookworm. Indy is the field guy. Okay. So they were worried when, when, when it turns out, oh, you know, hey, his father's missing. His father was the one doing, sorry, leading the team 
for the for the Holy Grail, right? So he yeah. was, that's when he was confused. He was more worried at that point. So Walter Donovan comes in and tells Indy that his father was missing. And that's what basically gets Indy to follow in his father's footsteps in trying to find the Holy Grail. He has no interest in, in looking for the Holy Grail, rather his father. So Indy does uncover his father's notebook, his little black notebook, that uh, a lot of people are interested in. It seems that notebook has a lot of secrets in relations to the Holy Grail, notes, and even a map, if I'm not mistaken. 40 years worth of, of notes, secrets, and discoveries of real. 40 years. That's you, a, his whole life's work. you imagine 40 years of something? It's scary, right? Because right. you basically dedicated your life to it. That's, that takes such commitment. <laughs> and he ended up mailing that to Indy. And that was another indication that his father was in trouble. After uncovering the first clue using the Black Book, with the help of a colleague that they had, Dr. Elsa Schneider, Indy was approached by a secret society. Yeah. Like a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like a protectors of the Holy Grail. Basically trying to keep the secret of the Holy Grail a secret. Yeah. Um, Indy assured them that they were not, or he was not interested in the Holy Grail, just saving his father. And the reason they believed he was, to be clear, is because he's essentially following his father's footsteps, who was after the Grail. Right. So it's easy to confuse, you know, from there from the Brotherhood's perspective. Of course. It's easy to think, hey, this guy's after the Grail, get him, you know, get him out of the way. So they assume if these guys almost killed me, maybe they have something something to do with the disappearance of my father. Right. And that's when he was able to gather that information from one of the, the guys who mutually let each other live, right? They right. They became not friends, but they became uh <laughs> Uh, what would you say? They, uh, I'm not gonna kill you. Yeah, on, on good terms. Right. <laughs> on, on not bad terms. I would hope so. So he ended up telling, "Hey, your father's in this castle in Austria." Right. Indy and Elsa go to Austria and tried saving his his father. But before that, Indy was smart. Indy got the map to the Holy Grail, and he gave it to his friend Marcus Brody. Yes, who came, who was with him in Italy. Right. Uh, which is where he met the Brotherhood, where he met. Uh, Dr. Elsa Snyder. So yeah, before he departed to Austria for that castle, he gave him that map. He gave Marcus that map. Very smart move. In that castle, Indy and Elsa are confronted by Nazi forces. Once again, main antagonist, Nazis. Elsa ends up betraying Indy, so she was swindling him. Swindling his father, too. How do we know? Because... <laughs> They're tied up, and, and, and Indy's recalling his father, telling him, hey, don't trust her. She's a Nazi. And he's like, but dad, how'd you know that she was a Nazi? And he tells him, because she talks in her sleep. And it's kind of like one of those light bulb funny moments. Like, Oof. she ends up sleeping with both of them. So it was pretty <laughs> funny, you know, like father, like son type oh, thing. Um, but I thought, it was, I thought it was a funny moment. A funny, right. funny father-son moment. You yeah. know, you're about to die and uh-huh. being captured by Nazis. got to be terrifying. <laughs> they end up not dying. And they managed to escape. Um, the Nazis couldn't find the map uh, because, like we said earlier, Indy was smart. But they did capture Marcus Brody. Yeah, they knew he had it. Right. Indy had already told them who had it. Right. Well, because actually, well, he he knew. Sorry, Doctor Schneider had known Marcus. She had met with him as well, so that's why she knew. You know, by deduction, he was the only person Indy right. could have given the map to. So. They go out on manhunt. They have connections everywhere. They're the Nazis in the 30s, of course. And they find them. They capture Capture. So they have the they have the map. Andy and his father, they manage to escape. And they decide to try to rescue Marcus Brody. 
in the location of the Holy Grail. So in efforts to try to save Marcus, they get captured as well. And it seems like there are three trials to get to the Holy Grail. And the Nazi soldiers aren't passing these trials. They keep dying. Yeah, they don't have uh, Indiana Jones' father's notes. Right. Well, that's where he has all the secrets, all the codes, all the, all the decryptions. Right. So they essentially force Indy to pass through the trials by shooting his father. So basically, if you don't go to the Holy Grail, your father's going to die right here. But if you get the Holy Grail, then you can save your father from dying. Because the, uh, the assumption was that the Holy Grail could give you youth and save you, right? Right. Kind of prolong your life. Right. So yeah, that, it was good motivation. I would assume so. For, for Indy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with memory of his father's notes and all his experiences, he was able to pass three. Mm-hmm. It was funny because after he passed it, we come across a knight. You know, this really, really old guy in a suit of armor, shield, and all that. Nice. Uh, he wasn't even violent or aggressive in any way. But and he's like, who are you? And they exchange. Turns out this guy's been there for 700 years living off this, the Holy Grail water. Wow. You know, just staying alive and waiting for a protector. So that's what his, his, his assignment was to wait. Sorry, not to wait for a protector. To wait for a challenger, somebody who wanted to come and take it. So he had to protect it. For again, 40 years, 700 years? What do you do in a cave? I mean, 700 years by yourself. Mm. That man's forearms must be <laughs> stone. Epic. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> so they do pass the test. They get to the Holy tri- Holy Grail. Um, and the final test, I guess the final requirement yeah. is to choose the correct cup. So this cup, this I guess this cave where this knight is, is surrounded by a lot of cups. Yeah, so you don't even know which is the cup. You have no grail. idea which it is. So the knight asked Indy, he asked to choose a cup. And if you choose correctly, choose wisely, as his words say, then you would have found the Holy Grail. Um, and if you don't? Well, we saw, we saw what happens. So Donovan, the one who told Indy, uh, basically set Indy up on this whole, this whole old ordeal, um, chose a cup, thinking that, you know, he chose the prettiest, the most shiniest cup that he found and he drank the water and he died instantaneously oh he he aged immediately he aged immediately and as the knight said he chose poorly so Indy decides uh, he deduces that you know the son of a carpenter as Jesus was um, should have a carpenter's cup and he chooses correctly he chooses the holy grail Uh, Indy manages to get the cup back to his father with the water with the holy water water, and he saves his life he saves him from dying Mm -hmm. But because he left the premises of the Holy Grail, I guess the, the boundaries, um, the whole place was collapsing. So they had to get out of there. Yeah, and in that mess, you know, the rocks were breaking. It looks like a giant earthquake. Everything right. is collapsing. The floor's cracking and rising. Uh, Elsa ends up, you know, falling to her death. Right. Indy, Marcus, and Indiana's father managed to escape. Yeah, they escaped. And as they're, you know, they're having their, their wholesome moment of the end of the movie. Right. It was pretty funny because it's revealed that both of them are Dr. Henry Jones. The reason Pops calls Indiana Junior is for that reason. Right. So the question is, well, where do you get Indiana from? It turns out that was their family dog's name. Right. The whole time, he's a mutt. So that was Indiana Jones, the first three movies. Like I said, Brad, this is, these are one of my favorite franchises. I think he does a very good job of captivating you into the story. To me, these are classics, you know? If, if you ever get a chance of watching them, you know, definitely watch them. I think um, Paramount Plus 
has them. I think it seems like everyone has a plus nowadays. Um, but Paramount Plus has all three movies. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think about them? About all three? Yeah, like the, the franchise in general. I enjoyed the adventures. I enjoyed char- the characters. You know, there was a lot of characters, antagonists, protagonists introduced. Um, and it's very, very family-friendly adventures. I right. thought it was pretty cool. Not to be taken too seriously, but a movie you can enjoy. Uh, really... Through the ages, you know, right. adventurous. The good guy wins. He he wins over the 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 matter in some movies, <laughs> much like the Star Wars. Similar, similar. And speaking of Star Wars, uh, in the second movie, when they're leaving the the club, right, mm-hmm. trying to escape from the Shanghai crime lord and his his, his mafia, mm-hmm. um, we see kind of like an Easter egg where he, they're leaving the club, and the name of the club in neon letters is Obi Wan. Like Obi Wan Kenobi, thought that was really cool. Uh, it kind of made me giggle, you know. One of those <laughs> make me happy, make me smile. <laughs> Very nice. That's cool. I like that. Um, but yeah, and so I wanted to talk about. Like, let's talk about the character. So Sean Connery was in the third movie. Right. Earlier in his career, he played James Bond. Uh-huh. Right. And that's kind of what I. That's the vibe I felt with Indiana Jones. He kind of gave me a more, more, I guess, kid-friendly American version of James Bond. You know, the way he's all suave and, and smooth, ladies' man, whenever the damsel's in the scene. Um, he kind of portrayed it in all three movies. Right. So I thought, it, I thought that was pretty cool, you know, but it gave me, it gave me strong James Bond vibes. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased. I, I really enjoy indie. Um, noble guy. Noble guy. Noble. Yeah. He shares that with Bond. <laughs> no, but yeah, I can I can definitely see it. Um, he does have a, a lot of luck with the ladies, and he does go on uh, crazy shenanigans. Uh, maybe not as, as serious as James Bond, but yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely see it. These movies are less you know less political, obviously, but more like I said, more kid friendly, more family friendly, mm-hmm. fun for the whole family. Is kind of the, the theme that comes into my head when I think of Indiana Jones. Nice. So definitely check it out, guys. Indiana Jones, first three movies. Real quick, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Indiana Jones 5, like we mentioned previously. Um, There's not much set. Um, They've been talking about this movie for a long time. It was supposed to uh, start production 2019. Oh, wow. They got backtracked, and then COVID hit, which backtracked them even more. They do have a cast, or at least a part of a cast. And some of the big names include, you know, obviously Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. We can't forget about Mads Mikkelsen. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's a good name. He's a big name. I like him. I think he, he plays a great, great antagonist. He was in. He was in. Um, he was in James Bond as well, right? He was, he Casino Royale. Yes, correct. He was the antagonist in Casino Royale. Okay. He also played Hannibal in the show Hannibal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Hannibal Lecter. It was. I like him a lot. I think he's a great uh, actor. His one of his movies he recently did was uh, won an Oscar or multiple Oscars. Okay, nice. Just, yeah, really cool, good actor. I'm excited for this to see kind of uh, you know Harrison Ford, the old, uh, the old adventurer, get back to his roots. See what right. he can do in this movie. And hopefully Mads Mikkelsen, if he's an antagonist, will will definitely, he will not disappoint. So we got big names out there. We don't have a script. We don't have a a direction yet. Solid cast, for sure. There's a solid cast. uh, I don't believe that there's a release date yet. I think they're trying to push uh, start production this year. But um, we'll see where that goes. Indiana Jones, guys. Very good franchise. 
Brian, I don't know if you saw anything recently that you would like to mention. Yeah, um... Well, remember, I did see, since we were on the topic of Indiana Jones, uh, I saw Blade Runner 2049. Okay. The one with Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Anna de Armas. Mm -hmm. Um, That was pretty cool. One one of those sci-fi adventures, Mm -hmm. but very dark. Very, it's a really good score. Okay. It builds the suspense. The tone is great for the whole movie. Uh, It was a little long. Almost three hours, actually. It was about two hours and 45 minutes. I had a good story. Uh, Jared Leto is in it as well. He plays oh, a. Nice. Oh yeah, he was the uh, was he a, the antagonist? Yes, yeah, he played a you know one of those evil billionaire CEOs type. You know, hmm. nothing new, but just in the future, about twenty eight years from now. And uh, cool enough, the birthday for one of the main character or an important character, I should say, in the movie is six ten twenty one. So just a month away. It's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, but that's pretty cool. But yeah, Harrison didn't play a huge role, but he's it, a cameo. No? It was a little bit more important than a cameo because he was in the original Blade Runner. Right. That was his movie. And uh, where can we watch this movie? I watched this on HBO Max. HBO Max. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Very cool. Um, Next week, Brian, what are we getting into? Next week, we'll be getting into... Hello, McFly. (laughs) No, we're going to be talking about Back to the Future, guys. Back to the Future. The trilogy, of course. That's heavy, Doc. I'm into it. I'm down. Let's hit it up. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate all the support. All right, yes, guys, please remember to follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Please, Facebook as well. And follow us on all the streaming services. So if you listen to us, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're on iHeartRadio now. Make sure to follow us there. Keep those notifications on so you know as soon as we upload the newest episode. Thank you again, guys. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Thank you.